So at that uh, very same meeting that uh, Jeff was talking about, I had a strong feeling that I was supposed to do one specific thing today. And that was that the scripture would be lifted up and put in the place of honor. So I have three things to do this morning to make that happen. The first one is I am going to speak about God's plan to give his people a hope and a future. Okay. The second thing I'm going to do is to speak about us, you know, humans and the way we try to create our own future. And three, then I'm going to invite you to hear and listen to scripture in a way maybe you haven't heard before. So it says in your bulletin that Ezekiel 37 is the key scripture, and that is going to be the reading at the end of the thing. Everything else is to set the table for that this morning. But this conversation about a hope and a future started with me not too long ago with Hebrews 6. And I'm going to start with that just to let you know where we're going. This is 618, just so you know. So God has given us both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary where Jesus has already gone for us. He has become our eternal high priest. I'm going to stop that reading right there. Through the veil. Now, we all know as Bible readers, through the veil means that the, the curtain in the Holy of Holies was rent and that, that that was opened up. But we have a figure of speech that also comes from through the veil, which is this. We all have a place that we can't get through on our own. And by the way, that isn't about whether we are good people or bad people. We are people that die. And people that die can't get through death on their own. And so this is the hope that they're talking about here. Not only that it rent the veil into a place we weren't supposed to go, but it rent and pierced the veil from which we cannot go through. And through that, the anchor holds in the Holy of Holies in heaven for us with a rope, if you will, that we can hold on to for our way. Now, I want to make sure that you know just a couple of things about this, that if God's going to hold out a hope, that God holds out this hope, and that hope is both a promise because he can't lie, and because he promised, but it also has to be something that we can do. So to hold out a promise to somebody that cannot be done is both harsh and dishonest. However, we have this problem. We can't get through that veil on our own. We need a forerunner to do it. And so not only that, not only has God provided a hope that we can get through death or we can go into the inmost sanctuary and be with him, but he has also provided a method, a way for that to happen for us. Now, that, per that person 
that is our way, do you understand that lots of times we think of methodologies as things we do, but in this case, in God's way, that methodology is a person and a relationship. Now, that person is Jesus, and we search the scriptures for him and find out more about him so that we can then apply and work within that relationship that is set forward. This is our hope. Now, on earth, I would like you to know that I've had many dreams and natural sort of dreams, but those dreams get left behind. As Jesus said, here where rust, moths, and thieves take them. Now, you might say, but rust and moths really aren't a problem in the Pacific Northwest and eastern Washington because we don't really have moths that eat our wool stuff here. But there are places where that's true. But I would like to say that rust in eastern Washington maybe isn't the problem that it is in western Washington either. But, but then thieves are a problem in a different way. And I would like to say not just that, that, that things get stolen from us, but that we set our hopes in places, and then because those places can't deliver, they're a type of thief all on their own. I would like to say that rust is almost the consequences of our own actions. that good intentions are eaten away by wrong motives and processes and things like that, and that the thieves are often our hope and work and good works that we're going to earn God's favor in a particular way. And if you've ever tried to earn God's favor and then do that for 45 years, then you'll know that that is a thief beyond all comprehension. But God left us a path and the word to season our lives. The first sermon illustration I have this morning is a grain of salt. Let me get it out of my pocket here. We often think that we're going to read the word of God once and it's going to do all its work in our lives. But you don't season a dish with one grain of salt. You don't season your life. Do you see this grain of salt, how, how much effect it has? But what happens is, is when we live our lives and we search the scriptures daily, and it comes to live richly in our lives, it has the effect of more than one grain of salt. But more than that, it's not just that we ourselves season our lives. We season the lives of our community in the same way, and just as Jeff has already said, a single church doesn't have the effect in a community the way many churches working together does. A single church, a single person, a single believer, a single Bible reading is like one grain of salt. It goes in and it disappears. But when you salt or season your life, your church, your community, then God's word has a way of richly dwelling 
amongst you. So that's the first thing I want to talk about, that that's God's plan. Now, what about the second thing about human plans? And I could do this this morning. This is my second illustration. This is a stick. Now, I could call it a branch, but branch implies relationship, and it has been severed from that relationship. What kind of future does this stick have now? Okay, so we could fashion it into something, although it's fairly small, but it could be fashioned into something, and we could use that until it wears out and passes away, sort of like moths or rust, or maybe it gets stolen. Or we could put it in a fire, and, and it could cook and heat us for 38 minutes, something like that. Or... Now, I'm not a horticultural expert or anything, but a stick can have a future if it's grafted in in a very specific way. Now, there's a, some things I need to tell you very quickly about grafting, and this comes from me not knowing enough about it to be anything other than dangerous. I know that if you're going to graft a stick back into a source that it can have life, that grafting has to be done in a very specific way or it doesn't take. The stick doesn't get to choose the method. I just want to make sure that you hear that because I've got a whole bunch of people in my life that essentially say to them, I, I want to be grafted back into God's plant and have life if you'll just sort of rope it onto the side and I'll just hang around for a while. Do you, do you understand that that doesn't work? Or maybe we could just apply it straight onto the side with a, with a construction screw or something like that and it'll look like it belongs but it won't actually belong. See the stick or me and I'm not and, and now you get to listen to me preach to me for just a second. I don't get to pick the method by which I'm grafted back into God's plan. God has a method, and that method is that we believe and accept Jesus as Lord. And by the way, Lord doesn't mean somebody away over there that doesn't impact our lives. It means every instance of our life that he's Lord, but it also means that he's Lord in my opinions and he's Lord in my methods, and he's Lord on my priority list. Now, we live in a world and that we try to take it with us. And I was going to try to tell a joke about this, but I don't want to tell a joke about it, because the world is full of people, and, and, and the news has even done this in the past, where somebody was buried with their Cadillac, or King Tut was buried with a whole set of accoutrements, right? We have a world that tries to take our future with us because we've trusted in these things. And I need you to know that that is not what it works. That doesn't work. You don't get to take it with you. And by the way, the things that you take from here don't count for much there. When we see the throne... In Revelation, 
I want you to know that the glassy sea and the throne look beyond anything we have the experience of here, and gold just sort of pales in comparison then. I myself have tried to select several things to base my life upon before I came to Christ and have found that that does not work. I tried, as some of you know, to be an athlete. I tried, as some of you may know, to base my life entirely upon art and my ability to do that. How many of you have tried to base your life on something that was not the Lord? Okay, I get to, I'm not raising my hand for you. I'm just raising it because that's me. It doesn't work. If the process isn't done correctly, if we're not, if we're not grafted back in properly and then seasoned in a way... I need you to know that every single thing we do ends in the same place, a graveyard. And it doesn't matter how well you did any of the preparation before the graveyard or how well you preserved you were before the graveyard, you're still in the graveyard. In my first church before I came here, I did well over 70 funerals in the first six years. And the hopes and the dreams that go to the graveyard. Not only did they not fuel the tank all the way to the hope and a future that you could have had, they didn't even get you to the hope and the future that you wanted, or they wanted, or that I wanted. And so we're in this spot where we are essentially in the valley of the shadow of death all the time. And our hope is there. And human hopes are not really hopes at all. Matter of fact, FDR said it this way, Franklin Delano Roosevelt during World War II, and that is the cue for my readers to start moving forward. When you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. I want you to know that that is not hope. That is desperation. And there is a difference in our lives. So where do we come to the end of us? And how do we know that we come to the end of us? And how do we know that that's a cemetery other than that we are disconnected and cut off? and unseasoned, full of good intentions, but holes built by rust and moths. We need a hope that pierces the veil and the situation that we have. And God provides this hope and makes it possible for us to receive it. And so this morning, as the Word of God dwells richly, I'm going to ask you to listen to Ezekiel 37 with new ears this morning. God grabbed me 
the Lord took hold of me. And I was carried away. He brought me out in the, the spirit Lord. of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. Filled with bones. And the Lord led me around among them. And behold, there were bones all over. A lot of bones. They covered the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very, very dry. Dry bones. Bleached by the sun. They were scattered everywhere. Very dry bones everywhere across the ground. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The Son desert man, shall rejoice and blossom live? like the crocus. And I answered, Sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. O Lord God, you know. For the waters break forth Sovereign in Lord, the wilderness. And you alone know the answer to that. Them bones, them bones, them dry Master bones. God, only you know. Streams in the desert. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones. And say to them, O dry bones. Listen to the message of God. Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. To these bones, behold. Watch this. Listen. The Lord God speaks. God speaks to the bones. He will cause breath to enter you, and you'll come to life, the breath of life. And you shall live. And I will lay sinners upon you, and will cause flesh to God come and put breath in you. you. And you shall live. And cover you with skin. And put breath in you. And you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. You will know that he is the Lord. You will know that he is the Lord. You will know the Lord. He is the Lord. Wilderness and desert will sing joyously. The badlands will celebrate and flower like there the crocus in the spring. Very dry bones. And you shall live and you shall live song and color. I'll attach sinews to you. Put meat on your bones. You'll come alive. You with skin. And you'll realize and that I am you. God. Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones. Hear and, the and word of the Lord. You'll realize that I am God. Son of man. You can shall these know bones that live? I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. God, God has spoken, spoken and, and will do it. it. Son of man, can these bones live? O oh Lord God, only you know. So I prophesied as I was commanded. I spoke as I was told. As I was told. And as I prophesied, there was a sound. Oh! A rustling sound. As I spoke, there was a sound. And behold... A rattling noise. A rattling all across the valley. There were a lot of bones. Very dry bones. God's, God's breath, breath will be upon them. 
The bones came together. The bones Each moved. Bone to its the bones bone. came together. Bone to bone. The bones of each body came together. The bones of each body. And attached themselves. As they had been before. Attached themselves. Energized the limp hands. Strengthened the rubbery knees. Tell fearful souls. Courage. Take heart. I kept watching. God is here right here on his way to put things right and redress all wrongs. He is on his way. He'll save you. Muscles on the bones. Sinews, muscles, bones. He'll save you. Then skin stretched over them. Them bones, them bones, them dry bones. He is on his way. But there was no breath in them. Son of man, can these bones live? But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy. Come from the four winds. Come, breath. Prophesy. Thus says the Lord God. Come, breath, come. Breathe on these slain bodies. On these slain bodies. Breathe life. Life. Breathe life. I prophesied. So just as he commanded. I prophesied just as he commanded. Just Just as as he commanded. He will come and save you. I prophesy to the breath. He's on his way. He'll save you. Energize the limp hands. Strengthen the rubbery knees. Right here on his way to put things right. The breath entered them. He is on his way. He'll save you. So I prophesied. He will save you. The breath entered them. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and they came and the alive. Ears of the deaf, unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the Just tongue of as the mute commanded. sing for joy. Come from the four winds. Breath, come. Breathe on these slain bodies. He will save you. The breath entered them, and they came alive. They stood up on their feet, a huge army. On their feet. They came alive as he commanded a huge army. Son of man, can can these bones live? Then God said to me, Behold, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Listen to what they're saying. What are they saying? Listen. Behold. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. There is nothing left for us. Son of man, can these bones live? Listen. Dry bones. Very dry bones. He will come and save you. Son of man, can these bones live? Oh, Lord God, only you know. Therefore, prophesy. Come, breath come. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Listen, and behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. 
I will dig up your graves on and these bring you out alive, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. You, you shall know that I am the Lord God. From your graves and breathe damn life bones, into damn you. Bones, damn You'll realize bones. that I am God. Hear the word of the Lord. I will put my spirit within you. Breathe and my you life shall live, into and you. I will place you live. in your own land. In your own land. And you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it, declares the Lord. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. Listen and behold, O, o Lord God, God you, you know. know. 